Living Church. How y'all doing today? Good. So good, right? So good. Yes. Now you may notice that one of the four of us is missing this morning. Our pastor, Tristan, our fearless leader, he is sick today. And if you know him, I'm I'm actually pretty sure that this is the first time in 10 years he's missed for oh, being for sick. Oh, for sure. One yeah. time during setup and teardown days, uh, something fell on his foot and during and broke, and broke his foot, yeah. and he still preached a sermon with a broken foot. And so you know it's not good if yeah. he's not here today. He may have the man flu. He might have. And that's have worse than a broken foot. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll say this. We saw him last night, and it, listen, y'all no. don't want him here today. No, you don't he, want him He don't here. look good, so yeah. you need some rest. And, uh, some yeah, you know, we had the healing. opportunity this week to go, um, and part, one of our missions organizations that we partner with brought us to a summit, a mission summit, where we got the opportunity to connect with some missionaries um, from around the world, spend some time hearing what God is doing in their area where they're serving, hear about how in China, though it's illegal to proclaim the name of Jesus, they're using different avenues and tools in order to train people in the coffee shops and in the ice cream parlors, but in doing that, they're teaching them about the love of Jesus, and they're seeing their lives being changed all over Asia and that area. We also got the opportunity just to connect with them. You know, um, the organization is called BGMC, Boys and Girls Missionary uh, Challenge, and so they um, gave us this great opportunity as pastors. We don't get a lot of rest sometimes, so they gave us an opportunity to connect with other missionaries and, and to just be their friend, get right. to know each yeah. other well. And so it was a great experience. But for Pastor Trust and Man, half of the time he would get to be in the meeting and then he would have to go and lay back down in the room because he was just not feeling well. And sadly, uh, by the end of the week, we realized, you know what, you just can't make it tomorrow. You need to stay home and rest because yeah. we love him more than we do anything else. And so we want to take care right. of him. And so, so I pray hope, for your pastor. Yeah, yeah. I hope yeah. that pray you do. That I hope you already pray for your pastor. But yeah. in this week, especially before the holidays, that he could really enjoy it and be here for us the rest of the season and be with his family. Right. If you guys would just commit to pray for him this week. Would you do that in this place? Amen. This would be Amen. so good. So we're going to continue the conversation this morning of the Christmas and uh, continue in our series. This is week two, and today we have a panel opportunity to share. You know, how many of you have had the perfect holiday? Right? Everything goes perfectly. Not many Some hands elves out come there. and they like wrap the gifts and put them under the tree for you, right? There's always an overabundance of money in your bank account. You like buy all the gifts and then you're like, whoa, I have so much left over that I should just buy more, right? There's never any arguments in your home. 
It's just perfectly calm and peaceful, oh, holy night all the time, right? Has that ever happened? No. None of you are raising no, your hands. No, nobody's raising hands. But we see those real. Hallmark movies, right? You will see those Hallmark movies? Yeah, I, I don't watch them, but you I've see seen the previews, yes. and it's always perfect. The snow yeah. falls just right at the right time right. on Christmas Eve so that the next day is a white Christmas. Can I tell you, I've been to Michigan. The snow does not fall like that, and the streets definitely no. don't look like that. No. <laughs> but also, the, the harmony, everyone surrounds the piano and plays and sings just at the right harmony. The person that was trying to get home for the holidays is there right just on time. time. <laughs> they set the expectation pretty high. They did. Yes, movies, and the right? stockings are carefully hung right. by the tree and no on the chimney. no kid ever yanks them down Never. or breaks an ornament. They're always full of stuff and wrapped. I don't even know what you put in stockings. I'm really bad at I that. I just shove things in there from the dollar tree. That's all I put right? in there. Floss. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we put in. Yeah, but that's not real life. That's not real. No, no. Listen, the truth is that most of us come into the holiday season with heartache, hurt, and just general hassles. Yeah. That that we have to navigate throughout the holiday season. Right. And so for us, you know, man, it's just a it's just a constant battle of trying to make sure we got all the things checked off the list right and and, and it comes with past baggage too there there, yeah. there are things that get stirred up in us that we typically don't feel other times throughout the year but once we get into this holiday season uh we start feeling the sadness and the grief and loneliness of of no family or maybe lost family yeah uh, or, or or the fact that we don't have any parties to look forward to that we don't have uh, people to have come over or to have anybody to kiss under the mistletoe, right? right? It doesn't so end the perfect season. Like, really that's doesn't. how every movie no. ends, right? right? With the girl under the mistletoe, she finally gets that kiss. It's not the storybook it's not ending always that, that we way. see on TV. No, you're right. Right. I think that in my life growing up, the holidays could often be a comparison game. Like when we would show up at my grandma's house for Christmas, I wish it was just like a wonderful, joyful time of spending with our family. Yeah. But really it was more about showing up to see who had got the best things from Santa yeah. that year, yeah. who had a new car that they drove to grandma's house. like Almost a showing off. Yeah, who had the new handbag that they like didn't lay down right. the whole time. They ate with it on their <laughs> shoulder so they could like show you what they got as a gift or or show off the thing. And you know, for me, it always made me feel less than, like I didn't, right. couldn't measure up, I didn't have enough because I compared. I know as a mom, sometimes I feel like I don't do the perfect <laughs> holiday. Like I don't make sugar cookies with my kids and do the things I should do. I just go to the store and buy them. Y'all, They have them at the store. Why am I going to make them? <laughs> and right? they usually turn out better than the way they do it yeah, all. Yeah, it's not going right. to be good at our house. I'm going to forget an ingredient, right? So we just, let's just buy it. But you can start to compare, right? Right. And for me, the holidays were and have been always a reminder of what we didn't have. For, you know, my story, I grew up poor. And so we didn't have the holidays like most people. And we moved from a different country to the United States. So there we didn't celebrate with trees and all the things. It was mainly focused on the stories. And then here it's very much uh, focused on the, the gifts. And you have to kind of find the story of Christmas within the things. Yes. And so for me it was a really a struggle to, uh, to find all of the joy and all of the things and the festivities of Christmas. Yeah. And so, you know, that's kind of a struggle that... Our, you know, the enemy tries to steal my joy and my 
things in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah so true. You know, in the holidays, they can be busy, right? right? They're, they are busy. Yeah. I know everybody in the room has lots of things going on yeah. during the holiday seasons. You know, you have work parties, you have family parties, you have gatherings, you have to go shopping. You know, we're trying to do our best here at Living Church by giving you guys some time, parents, That's right. so that way you can bring your kid, drop them off, you go guys shopping. go out and get Christmas done for them. But they're still busy, yeah. and, and that makes it a big, big challenge for and, all of us. And yeah. there's a tug of war that kind of exists in between that because you're balancing the busyness of the season and trying to get all the things checked off your list done, yeah. but then also remembering why we are in thankful the, and doing what we're doing yeah. in this season. In the season. So good. But then you show up at Grandma's house and you're like, is Uncle Tom going to say that thing to Aunt oh, Susie? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. are they going to get in a political debate again <laughs> this year? Right. And you're just like, please, don't say all the words. Stop making it so or awkward. Or is your child going to melt down because they didn't get the right thing? Yes. That's embarrassing. Oh, man, right. <laughs> no and so Christmas on the outside can turn into a Christmas yeah. on the inside, in our hearts. And it's really confusing because this time of year is supposed to be about joy right. and peace and hope. But a Christmas that's kind of surrounded and based on Santa and decorations and mimicking the perfect Hallmark movie, it doesn't really give you joy no. and peace and hope. And so this morning, we just want to share one simple truth with you, and that is that Jesus is really the only one. Right. Who Amen. can bring us those things, the joy, the peace, and the hope in the That's holidays. Right. Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, yeah. in believing in him, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope, that you may have an overflowing of hope. During this holiday season, and that's our hope for you today. And so first we look to understand that the joy at Christmas comes from Jesus. You know, in uh, Luke 2, 10 and 11, right after Jesus is born, the angels come to the shepherds and they say this, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. See, Jesus brings joy to all the people. Right. But even though he did that, the enemy tries to steal the joy from our lives, the joy of the season, the joy right. of the reason of why we're doing this whole thing anyway. Yeah, it's true. Well, you know, when I was a kid, I remember in preparation of this, I remember thinking, what, what was something that stealed my joy? And I remember when I was a kid, little, little, little boy, uh, living back in Ohio, we went to a Christmas Eve service. And after the Christmas Eve service, we were planning on going over to grandparents' house uh, just to have fun and hang out with, to, uh, with each other. And as we left the church and went over there to, to their house, we pulled up to their house, Grandma and Grandpa's house, being on fire. Wow. They, it was on fire, burning. And there, the firefighters were literally <clears throat> coming out of the, of, of the house with wrapped Christmas presents. That's what I remember as a little boy thinking, why is Grandma and Grandpa's house on fire? And there's firefighters coming out with Christmas gifts out of their house because it's on fire. I, I couldn't understand it, but I couldn't believe it. You were scared the firemen were taking your Christmas uh, presents? Well, yeah, kind of <laughs> was as a little boy. Fortunately, nobody got hurt because we were all at church. Right. right. When we came home to wow. that, to, to Grandma and Grandpa's house. Yeah, that's house. something. It's, man, it stole my joy right. as a boy. I thought, right. what is happening? Why, why did this happen? It was so many things can happen. I remember one yeah. holiday season for us, we were coming from Aaron's brother's house, going back home to Tulsa. So at the time, his brother lived in McKinney, and we were driving back to Tulsa that night after 
the holiday together. And so his parents, your parents had given us a car. They had yeah, given us their car. car. It was new to us, but it was yeah, their it was old a, car. And we're driving it home. So we're excited. Like, we're joyful. We oh got man, a new yeah. car. We're a young couple. An gonna old have new car. An old but new car. We're excited but it's our it. car. And right. so we were excited. And man, what a great Christmas. And we're driving back. And all of a sudden, an owl with the wingspan of the entire car yeah, comes huge. at our windshield, <laughs> smacks right into us, and it shatters the whole thing. Right. Like, we were okay, so that's good. The owl was not okay, y'all. No. It was not. There's it no way that thing could have lived past no, it didn't make that it. incident. But we, uh, we, we we're, we're driving halfway. It was probably about halfway, so we had another yeah. hour, hour and a half to get back home, and I'm driving out the side. With the... Yeah, with, the with our open. heads out the window. I could not see through my windshield, y'all. It was us trying to steal our joy man, of joy. Christmas and yeah. terrifying us in the process. It happens. It yeah, does. It does. And another way the enemy can try to steal your joy is from your past. You know, the enemy tries to bring back things of what you weren't or what you didn't have. I know for us personally, because we grew up in poverty, the enemy would always try to bring back the memories, the traditions that we didn't have. And can I tell you, I always had the dream for it to look like this, a certain way, like the Hallmark movie. Can I tell you, I married the most festive person and family in the world. <laughs> Y'all know what Mother's Day and Father's Day look like. Just think about that at our home and right. at Brenda and Jonathan's home. And yeah. when, the, when God gave me something good and the gift of celebration, the dream that I always wanted, can I tell you, the enemy found a new strategy. He found a way to try to steal my joy by making me feel inadequate, where the presence that I was seeing under the tree with my name made me feel like not enough, that I didn't deserve that, or where I felt that I was inadequate and what could I even give back to this beautiful family. Right. The enemy is really good at finding a strategy to try to steal your joy and with your past, with your present, and even with the thoughts and dreams of your future. Yeah. Yeah, joy is... Is, is the 10% of what happens to you and 90% and how you respond to it. Right. And so that's something we have to consider. Yes. Yeah. The 10% of what happens to you versus the 90% of what of how you respond to it. And so uh, you can't control what happens to you. You can't control that 10%. No. Right. You can't control. No. Uh, we think, I'll be happy if my, my kids respect me, if my wife is there for me, if my boss appreciates me. Right. All these things, if yeah. I, I, you know... Find, I'll find joy in that. But um, the truth is, if you're only focused on what's happening instead of how you respond to it, you're not going to find the joy that you need to find in those situations. Right. No, absolutely. You're just not going to find it. You know, happiness is based on what's happening. And so yeah. it's easy to get confused if that's joy or not. And mishandled unhappiness can bury your joy. That's right. Uh, joy isn't created by what's around you. It's sent from what's above you. Right. Jesus brings true joy. Absolutely. And I think it's so important because the enemy uses that strategy. So right. for you, you'd been given a gift. And instead, he flipped it to make you feel overwhelmed right. by the gift. Right? There's times where we receive something, but instead of finding joy in it, we feel overwhelmed by it. Right? Or we yeah. feel like we don't have what we wish we could have. Right. There's so many things. There's, sometimes it's just somebody that drives us crazy that we have to spend time with during the holiday. Or even the busy schedule that yeah. you talked about can make us feel like we're missing out and we're not right. able to actually be joyful. And I think it's so important that we identify for ourselves 
what are our joy jammers? Right. What jams our joy? Yeah, what's right. the thing in your life yeah. that's jamming your joy so that you can look at it with that 90% and say, how am I going to respond to this? Right. This may be what's happening, but that's only 10%. Yeah. I'm going to now choose to respond to these things that are jamming my joy. Point. And no, so I think it's super impo important because we have our own joy and we don't want to give it away to the wrong things. Right. We don't want to lose it, get stuck with uh, unhappiness and, and frustration, anxiety, because we've given our joy away to the wrong place. Yeah. You know, we were reading a, a story about a radio station where they did a contest to see who could hold a smile the longest. <laughs> and whoever could hold a smile the longest for a certain amount of time won a prize. The guy smiled for 18 hours straight. 18 wow. hours of smiling. My mama used to always tell me it takes more muscles in your face to frown yeah, to than frown, it does right. to smile. And so we can put on a smile and right. fake it till we make it. That's easy. Yeah. But the truth is we actually can choose to have joy, yeah. not True. just a smile in the right. holiday season. Right. We can Absolutely. choose to respond with gratefulness and thankfulness yeah. to the things. The hurt might be there. Right. The frustration, the annoyance, the, the chaos, the anxiety, it might be there, but right. we can choose to respond in right. joy. It's you know, last sure. year, if, as you remember, I was in an ATV accident right, literally right yesterday, a year ago. A year ago at, in Mexico where we just went. And can I tell you that that was a season where I felt the pain and I felt the bruising and I felt uh, and I saw the my face and what it looked like. And um, this year, when we went back to the same people, they asked, are, are you okay? We didn't go ATV riding, just so you know. <laughs> but those people that were there last year were there this year, the missionaries, and they said, are you okay? Like, did anything permanent happen? And what I've found in my response is what I, I'm going to share with you all today is that out of all of that, I got a heart of gratitude. Because even in the middle of the miracle, you can see the bruises and feel the pain, but you have to change your mindset and see what was actually a miracle. Yeah. You've got to see and have a heart that's grateful for what you do have. Yeah. And so I had my life and I was grateful for that. And can I tell you that heart of gratitude will feed on to the rest of your life. It will feed on to how grateful you are for the people, for the family, even though they may be a mess. Right. But you can find the good in all of the things despite the pain. No, it's yeah, true. So Joy. Good. Joy. So good. Yeah. Three seasons ago, uh, Living Church did a series on joy. And if, if you guys weren't here for that series, go back on livingchurch.com yeah. and listen to that. Yeah. It was so, so good and powerful and really makes you understand what joy is all about and how yeah. to get it. How to have it, have choose it, it yeah. and hold on to it. So, good, so if yeah. you're struggling with joy, do that. Because, again, what she said is so powerful. Joy isn't created by what's around you. It's from what's above you. Joy right. comes from Jesus. Joy in the holidays right. comes from him. And next, our joy, uh, when our joy comes from Jesus, next we can know that our peace at Christmas yeah. comes right. from Jesus. That's right. Continuing in, ch in Luke chapter 2, it says this. Suddenly a great company of, he of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those whom his favor rests. Peace on earth. 700 years prior to this happening, uh, the prophet Isaiah said in chapter 9 of Isaiah, For unto us a child is born, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. 
It's interesting, you know, because you look back in Isaiah, 700 years ago before Jesus even yeah. came, they're already saying the Prince of Peace is coming. Yeah. The Prince of Peace is coming. And then fast forward to chapter 2 in Luke, and it, and it literally is there. He's when here. He was born, right. The Prince of Peace came. And so because of Jesus coming at Christmas time, the Prince of Peace is among us. Yes. Right. But if he's the Prince of Peace and he's who we're following, then why are we so stressed out? <laughs> right. Yes. Right. You know, I think it's easy for that to happen during right. the holidays. And I think it's just what you said. Because of all of the chaos and the busyness, we get our eyes off of right. the reason. We get our eyes off Jesus and we start right. looking yeah, so true. at other things. You know, the enemy will try to steal not just your joy, but your peace in the season. Not just from the things internally or your past, but because of the busyness of the season. Yeah. I mean, really, you have your kids' recitals that you've got to go to. You've got to find your teacher present, your boss's present. You've got to go to the office office party and church party. Can I tell you, this season is busy. And easily, the enemy can steal your peace because yeah. of the number of things that you find on the yeah. calendar. I know for me, one year, for us, one year, we were at a women's cookie exchange here at Living Church. Now, we're having one coming, but that one's covered with prayer. We are not getting any <laughs> of what I'm the one on Saturday sharing be the fine, story. Yeah. <laughs> and we... Um, all did the cookie exchange. It was at someone's house. And uh, we each got, I don't know, two or three dozen cookies to right. take home. And when you're at a cookie exchange, you're like touching all the plates. And then you're touching all, all the people. The people. <laughs> and right around 6 o'clock, we start getting text after text after text <laughs> of people puking their guts out. <laughs> and, and it was... Somebody had brought yeah. more than cookies <laughs> to the party. <laughs> Someone brought... But that ain't going to happen this time. No, not this no, time. No, no. But the enemy tried to steal yeah. our peace. Because can I tell you, no, that next Sunday, there were half the church was there. Yeah, because that was not peaceful. Because <laughs> that was not peaceful. No, no that's right. And then I, their families got sick. And that was the season the enemy tried to use something to steal Yeah, for our sure. Peace. I remember there was a time, this last year, last we got year. a letter in the mail on Christmas oh, yeah. Eve from our mortgage company saying... Oh hey, uh, your your property taxes that we that we estimated for your mortgage were were grossly underestimated. Like grossly, and grossly. Therefore, gross. you will you will be needing to pay uh, thousands and thousands of dollars of to catch up from the shortage that yeah. we that, that we estimated for you. And this is on Christmas Eve. That is a that is a joy stealer, and, 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 and it stole my peace. The day before, prior to Christmas. Yeah. So I get this letter in the mail. I'm thinking, i got to handle this junk. What in the world's going on? So I want to call them. Guess what? They close early on Christmas right. Eve. Right. Of course yeah. they did. And then they are not open on Christmas Day. So while I'm wanting to get this junk handled, I can't. Right. And so I've yeah. got this piece that has just been stolen from me. Right. And I'm trying to somehow put it over here on the shelf and just say, okay, I'll deal with you later. Let me enjoy the moment of Christmas. And that's hard to do. Especially when something like that comes that's just out of left field, right? right. It's, it's really it's a really big challenge. And if even a few years before that, man, one time uh, Aaron's parents moved here now. They live here. and They're part of Living Church. We're so grateful. But for years they lived in Tucson, Arizona. Right. And uh, we would drive out there every year for Christmas. And one time on our way we got through El Paso. And there was like a light dusting of snow. And we're like, that's fine. That's awesome. We'll just keep driving through it. That's how we do in Texas, right? It's, it's going to last for two minutes. Just but, push through. Just push that's through. Right. But all of a sudden, this police officer is on the highway 
telling us to get off the road, and we pull off with about, we're one of the first 25 cars that pull into this motel, like mo, 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 motel. Like brown water like brown, coming out yeah, the brown, faucet. That's right. Like, what is going we on We got to lay like this on the on top of the bed. Don't get in the bed. It was, anyway. Sleep in your clothes. And it was, clothes. <laughs> yeah, don't take your clothes off. Yeah. Don't take your shoes off. It was a mess, y'all. Yeah. And it tried to steal our peace because, like, are our kids going to have a good Christmas when they're stuck in a motel? Right. in El Paso on the side of the road, right? Yeah, peace was challenged. It was hard to come by. My peace came the next morning when I woke up, looked out the window, and saw dozens and dozens and dozens of cars right. sitting wow. still on the interstate where families, people, had to sleep in their cars oh. yeah. overnight because they couldn't get off right. the highway and go get into the motel. Yeah, and sometimes the enemy will use the things that are actually a gift. That motel yeah. was a gift to us. But we didn't realize it in the yeah. moment, yeah, and so it was stealing gift. our peace. And yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, but, God you know, those things can happen in silly ways, but it can also happen in really heavy ways. Yeah. You know, That's I've true. shared my story here a bunch of times where uh, seven years ago, my parents went through a really heavy divorce, and it was really hard and really painful for us. And that very first Christmas, I wish I could tell you I responded the way that a pastor should, but instead, you know, there was a lot of chaos on the outside, and it started making chaos in my heart on the inside. And so my sisters and I, we were not at peace with each other. Right. We were fighting and having discord and allowing the chaos on the outside to affect us on the inside. And I think that can happen to us yeah. Yeah. So, so often if we're not careful because we all walk through heavy things. But Jesus is the yes. one that brings us peace. You know, right. one of the words that she kept saying was let. I let, I let. In Colossians 3.15 says, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. And so we got to let that peace rule. It's yeah. already given. Let it rule in our hearts right. because it's there. And we're going to look at three types of peace where you've got to let the peace of Christ. Uh, peace with God. See, you got the gift of Jesus at Christmas brings us peace with God. And we've got to understand that and let it. Romans 5.1 says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have peace with God being our Savior. We have yeah. peace in the journey that we have of faith in Jesus. Right. we got to let that be our peace. We have a journey with Jesus in the new path, in a new life, right. that we're no longer who we were, but who we are risen and have uh, are saved and redeemed yeah. through Jesus Christ. Right. The, the peace in your salvation is given to you, and you've got to let it rule in your heart and let it win. That's right. Yeah, for sure. The second type of peace is peace with yourself. Yeah. Peace with yourself. The gift that Jesus brings us is peace with ourselves. Colossians 3 says, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in our hearts. Yeah. Peace so with good. who you are, not not who someone else sees yeah. you as or wants right. you to be, but peace with who God has for you and has you to be right. in your life. And that's something that sometimes can get lost, especially in this holiday season. Absolutely. Uh, you, you, you go to your family's events or your, your, your company party, and you become a person that you feel like they want you to be. Right. And mm. that you feel mm. like you should carry yourself to be, but not who you are. Right. And um, So good. And there's disappointment in that. Yeah. As you, I've as I look back in my life where I've, you know, maybe turned into a person that I don't want to be, right. I look back every time. I remember looking back and thinking, what, what was that about? Right. Why, yeah. why did that happen? You've got to be comfortable 
with who God made you to be. That's right. And, and, and let it be. Make peace with that. And make peace so with good. That. Yeah. And the third one is peace with others. Yeah. You know, the gift of Jesus allows for peace with other people. It can be hard during the holiday season because you're seeing those people you don't want to see. Yeah. You're talking to the people you haven't talked to in almost a year that you have some frustration or some difficulty with. Or you just know that Aunt Susie is difficult. And so when you show up at Grandma's house, it's going to be frustration. Right. But can I tell you that peace with others is possible. Yeah. Romans 12, 18 says, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Yeah. See, as far as it depends on us, not as far as it depends on them, because they're going to be them, and we just got to let them right. be them. Right. Right. But we have an opportunity to make the decision to be at peace with everyone. Good. And, you know, for me in that season with my family, when it was all chaotic and kind of falling apart, and now I'm going to grandma's house with only one parent instead of the other, and now I got to go here, and how do I make them not be frustrated already with each other because I'm picking one side over the other today, and this place, and all of the chaos, Right that's swarming. Instead, I had to learn that I could walk in not frustrated at the circumstance, right. but instead from a selfless place, see, how can I serve them today? How can I show them that peace is possible because of Jesus? Yeah. Right. That even though some things on the outside are chaotic, it can be peaceful on right. the inside. So, good, so I have the opportunity to serve and to walk in selflessness, showing the peace of Jesus. Yeah. So good. And if you want more about peace, there's a series we did on that last Christmas yeah. online. You can check it out. So we see that our joy at Christmas comes from Jesus and our peace at Christmas comes from Jesus. And lastly, our hope. Our hope at Christmas time, it comes from Jesus. You know, a lot of times we see joy, peace, and hope, but we don't really know the definition of hope. And so we looked it up for you. Right. <laughs> hope is an expectation and desire for certain things to happen. A feeling of trust. And can I tell you, the holidays can really uh, bring the opposite. Um, they can bring up broken expectations and desires and, and broken trust and disappointment. Right. And it kind of can leave you without hope. Yeah. yeah, that's true. But Jesus is our hope. We right. know this to be true. But sometimes it can feel hopeless during the holiday season. You know, for me, sometimes the things that steal my hope has been seasons where we're financially struggling, where I feel like I was hoping that it would look like this this year, but it doesn't really look like yeah. this anymore. And right. when your family looks different, it can be frustrating because you want it to look a certain way. I was hoping that I would buy all the gifts on time, but y'all, I never buy the gifts on time. <laughs> I don't. I'm always yeah. running around on Christmas Eve. I know, like it's there's true. there's silly light things that you can hope that it will be like this, and then it really is. I'm gonna right. hope to make some cheesecakes, right. but I won't. I'll no. just go to Cheesecake Factory, <laughs> right. y'all. I'm gonna they make hope. it better anyway. Right. I'm gonna hope that I can make some sugar. I love you. It's okay. I know they know what they're doing. <laughs> they do it for a living. I'm like gonna hope that I'm gonna make sugar cookies with my kids, no. but y'all, I'm just gonna go to Kroger because yeah. otherwise I'm gonna forget the baking soda and be like, why does this taste so weird? Yeah. And that's why it tastes weird, you know. So we hope for things, you know, and sometimes we hope so much that we get desperate. Yeah. And we find the hope in our solution. Yeah. And can good. I tell you a story real quick? Just real throwing it out there. One Christmas after not having many Christmases. Poor family, we decided that was enough. That we, we were going to have a Christmas no matter what, how is displayed. And my brother went to a grocery store and picked up a tree, those trees they have outside, and just put it in the back of his truck. Now he didn't pay for it, 
He picked it up oh, because he'd had enough. So that's right. He was, he in his mind found hope. Yeah. And we decorated the tree and took stuff from around the house and wrapped them and put them under the tree. Can I tell you, sometimes your desperation of hope can lead you to make choices and decisions that are not okay. Right. But they may appear like they're put together, right. but inside the mess yeah. is not okay and it's eating it's you up. Fun. And it's in those moments that we have to trust that God is enough, yeah. that Jesus is enough, that the story is enough, that the provision's gonna come, that the healing's gonna come, because better for it to be safe and grounded than right. to look and appear okay on the outside but be a mess on the inside. And be just yeah. hoping and that you hope. won't get caught in the right. mess of what you've created. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. No, it's so true. Good. I could tell you with my brother when I lost him, there was hope that, that was lost temporarily in us like, yeah how is this gonna work right how is this gonna be and uh a sense of hopelessness crept in yeah and uh especially with his birthday being in december and then christmas coming a week after it uh there was heaviness yeah. and sadness and in, in, in that loss and um and yeah hope hope was a challenge to, to find yeah right a challenge to find but what I can say is, is when you put Jesus in the center and you look to find hope in him, yeah. it'll be found. Right. It'll be found. And so what we were able to do and got to do yeah. is be able to look and find others that may have uh, struggled in finding hope yeah. and try to provide some hope and give some hope to them yeah. right. and bring them in. Because when you do that and give them hope, you find joy. Right. And we find we found joy time and time again right. by doing that, and, and and man, there's healing in that. You find peace, yeah. and then you find your own hope again, right? Because you see what God can do for someone else when you share and give yeah. that away. Yeah. And there's joy. For us, we had to make new traditions. You know, it's okay if it doesn't look like what it used to look like yeah. anymore. Right. right. And so we had to make new moments and say we're going to go to this place instead of that place and we're going to show up in this way and invite these people in and make it look a yeah. little different but that produced new hope right. for new it's beginnings true. can i tell you jesus is our redeemer and yeah. our restorer That's and right. he makes all things new yeah and we can put our hope and our trust in him hebrews 6:19 is a verse we've clung onto so many times yeah. that we have this hope as an anchor for our soul firm insecure in jesus our joy our peace and our hope is firm that's right and it's secure and nothing formed against us can prosper Amen. but we can thrive in that when we know the truth yeah, of who true. jesus is and it's okay for it to not look like it once was right it's okay right. it's all right for, with that because you'll be able to make it into what you want it to be through christ